You're listening to The Big Review Ski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. Greetings film fans and welcome to episode 3 of The Big Review Ski with Omniplex Cinemas. My name's Owen and I'm delighted to be joined by two cinematic compadres. Um, it's Justine Stafford and Rory Cashin. Um, did that seem like I didn't remember your names there for a second? Initially I was like, it's just, and I thought you were going to say, just, Do you just get that a lot? It's I get uh, just Ian, I get a lot. Justin, because that's my dad's name. So. Of course. Do you want so to wait, Justine, that I, because it's like, oh. Wait, is your, is your dad Justin and yeah, you're Justine? I'm Justine. They What's really... your mama's name? Justina. <laughs> Katrina. Katrina, yeah. actually? Yeah. These yeah. names are amazing. So uh, they just talk inside and... the box. And we're, we're here to talk about films. Yeah. Anyway, not uh, Justine's family <laughs> names. Um, thanks, everybody, for watching so far. Um, I know, Roy, your mommy is a fan of the show. She is. I know yeah. people always say this, so my mommy who's watching, our mommy's genuinely too. She's like fans. biggest fans. I know my, my mommy is a big fan of the show. Yours is as well. She is. Well, she she's mainly a fan. Last week, Justine's hat. It's mainly about the hat. So she's going to yeah. be, sorry, man, will you please give my mommy an I apology? Just <laughs> Owen's mommy, I am so sorry I have no hat today. No hat. But I'll make it up to you. Thanks I'll very much. Hat, we spent all the hat budget on our pen budget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is a horrific uh, looking pen. Opulent. Is that a real diamond? <laughs> yes. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's where all your money went, right. Um, if you would like to get in touch with The Big Review Ski, you can tweet us at Big Review Ski or you can Instagram us on the Joe Instagram. I keep pointing at Justine because she looks <laughs> after the Joe, the Joe Instagram. Instagram. Vacation yeah. Instagram right here. Um, I was thinking I'm at like a DEFCON level three at the minute for excitement levels of the show. Which one's the highest DEFCON? Uh, one. All right. One. And five is the, the everything's fine, everything's grand. One, we're all going to die. Oh. But oh. I'm at three in terms of excitement levels because um, oh. we've got a pretty excellent show. We have the director of one of the best films of the year, The Favourite. I know it's still January, but it's probably mm. going to be one of the top ones come the end of the year. I would imagine so, yeah. Especially since it's now officially the most Oscar-nominated Irish film of all time. Ever. Yeah. Um, of course, Elman Pictures are behind, uh, are one of the production companies behind The Favourite. Directed by Yorgos Lanthimos uh, from Roscommon, uh, <laughs> which is great. Um, but you had a chance to chat to him recently, Rory. Yeah, um, he was over for, uh, for the screening of the film and uh, he's a very, very clever man. Because you and I seen Dogtooth years ago. Years and years ago. And that is a, <laughs> that is a, a film. It's an interesting it's film. A, it's an experience. It's, it's memorable for a whole bevy of reasons. Uh, yeah, but anyway, when he moved over to English language stuff, he had obviously um, The Lobster and The Killing of the Sacred Deer. <clears throat> so he's a very strong Irish connection. And now this one is co-financed by Ireland. Yeah, so lots of Oscar nominations. <laughs> they hold all of us. Here, take my money. Um, so yeah, the favourite and a chat with uh, Jorgis uh, coming up later on in the show. Jorgis, how you doing? Um, we also have some brilliant prizes to give away. Uh, some Lego box sets. Um, so I get a tease of one? No, 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 no. No, well, sorry. Well, tease one. Tease one. Oh, tease okay. the smallest Look at this. <gasps> Look at this. Can we get a close-up? I don't know if we can do close-ups. Everyone's shaking their heads. No close-ups. Get a close-up right here. If we can't do close-ups, maybe just sit closer to the screen. I'll go closer. There we go. Look at that close-up. The viewers will sit closer. <laughs> right, okay. Viewers, let's, let's go half and half here. Uh, this is obviously Battle Ready, Batman, and Metal Beard, which sounds amazing, from the Lego Movie 2, which is coming out very soon. Metal Beard is Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec. <gasps> no. Unbelievable. Um, so we will have 
this set. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Uh, some others to give away uh, later on in the show. Um, but up first, it's time for the big question on the Big Review Ski. And this week's big question is over to... Justine. I'm a big fan of the... uh, It's great, isn't it? It is fantastic. So for anyone who's listening to the show, sorry for ignoring you for the past couple of weeks, but uh, the big question, those words literally appeared on the screen there now. And we're just still in awe. (laughs) Still in awe of technology and TVs. So this question comes off the back of last week's episode where we were discussing the website where you can check if a dog dies in a film. Sure. Now, there's just something about films, though, that a dog death or an animal death impacts you so much more than a human death. It's because they're better than people. Yeah, most people are not great. We are not worthy of dogs. No. So this question comes off the back of last week, and it is, what was the most traumatic dog death you've ever seen in a film? This was uh, a tough one, because... Pretty much every dog death is traumatic it's in some horrific. way. Even yeah. the evil dogs, when they when they die, a bad like dog. Cujo, bad dog. A bad dog. bad dog, like Cujo so or the uh, the end of Old Yeller, because at the end he was crazy he had <laughs> and he was trying to eat people. He's a bad yeah, dog in that one. Is. But like even he they're kind out. of traumatic. But I assume we're all we're all most traumatized by like when the good doggy. When good, when good yeah. dogs die. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because it was off the back of the new John Wick trailer. Uh, R.I.P. Paul Moore, who we have to get an obligatory John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum yeah. reference. John, John Wick 3 yeah. is yeah. the Meg, I think. Yes, it is. Yeah. It actually is. Um, but Daisy, the dog, died oh. in the first John Wick film. And so off the back of that, I didn't even know this website existed. Yeah. Doesthedogdie.com. So I visited this site, mm-hmm. and it's incredible. Because they don't just do dogs, they do other animals as well. But, yeah, like they go into detail of, though... Is it just injured or is it point blank? So gone, much so. detail. So yeah. what what one uh, what doggy so death did you go for? I've picked um, this traumatized me. You should have brought tissues. But yes. yeah, I really did not come prepared <laughs> here today. But um, it the film that I picked was my dog Skip. So there it is. There. Okay. Now. I picked this film because it was the first dog death I actually witnessed. Is that Malcolm in the middle? That's Frankie Muniz, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Holding the dog. Is that Fraser's dog? <laughs> it does look a lot like Fraser's in the middle dog. Of Fraser's dog. <laughs> but this was the first dog that I ever witnessed on screen. And I remember clearly when I did the cinema for my birthday, shout out mom, uh, she brought pa- packed 10 of us into the cinema. <laughs> Katrina. I'm not sure how we all even got to the cinema because we're all 10 year olds there. And it was the moment when that dog died in the film that I realised life is shit. Oh God almighty. Yeah, and it was the turning point. You were 10. Point. You were 10 and that You realised at that point, point that life is shit. Life is yeah. shit. You know what, you were an early learner. Uh, I was. Yes, yeah. Ahead of the curve. Girls always learn faster. Yeah. Always learn like faster. Mid-twenties before I was like, hang on. This ain't good. It's not the best. Um, so... The film basically it's about Frankie who plays Willie Morris who is a writer and he's an the he's a writer. <laughs> writer. What age is he? Willie Morris he's also ten. When, he's, when he grows up, he becomes. Oh, oh sorry, this is going. What's happening? Because I've never seen my dog Skip ever. <laughs> no, I've never heard of it. <laughs> I don't think I've heard of it. Good, you're better off because it's traumatic. <laughs> that dog, I like that dog. Does look like if. Well, you say it does when it dies. <laughs> when it dies, it's going alert. to be an upsetting death. <laughs> Do you know what the most dramatic thing is? So it's about his life. He's an only child, and the dog becomes his best friend. No. And I can relate. I'm not, not that I was an only child, but I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, you're not an only child, but I can relate to him because I ignore my other sibling. I can relate because my dog was my best friend growing up. So he sees him through his entire growing up, and then he moves off to college. And same with me, I moved off to college, and. My dog at home passed away, and Willie's dog passes away. So it's a death that he, when he leaves, 
he sleeps in his bed. These are tears. These are tears. I'm hysterically laughing because I just blocked out the trauma. That's, that's it. Yeah. So he dies anyway, and the final words in the film. He dies anyway. <laughs> so that's that. <laughs> I can't. So he dies, and he's buried in the garden under the tree, and the, he's laid to rest there. And the last words in the film, I had to write them down because I wanted to get it right. But that wasn't entirely true, for he was laid to bury in my heart. Ah, oh, lads. Let's just take Cue Justine, ten-year-old, bawling, aka Fraser's dog, into her bucket of popcorn. Yeah, are you okay now? Look, honestly, it triggered something. When I remembered it last week, I was like, I blocked this out. I blocked it out. It all came flooding back. It is. <laughs> um, really the show is more of a therapy session. Yes. It actually these, is. these chairs are climbing so amazingly, yeah. you could actually lie back Tell in them. Me, what's your first sad memory about um, dogs? My, my choice wasn't my dog Skip. Um, my choice is uh, it's from a Will Smith film. <gasps> Oh. Yeah, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the movie. Um, no, this is from I Am Legend. Uh, and whenever this... No? Why are you shaking oh. your head, Rory? Because it's a sad one. This was a really tough one, because I was thinking... God, like, which ones? Because as you said, they all have an impact. Mm-hmm. And the one that popped into my head first was Marley and Me, but I'm not going to pick Marley That's and Me. Yeah. No, definitely the not. The book was sadder. <laughs> yeah. um, but... <sighs> Yeah, this one. Right. No, I'm going to be okay. It's I'm going to be okay. So obviously a bit of context. The film I Am Legend, uh, Will Smith is one of the last, well, he thinks he's like the last man on earth. He's in New York. Um, he's already suffered a load of tragedy uh, because at the start of his film or flashbacks, his wife and his child have died while trying to evacuate New York. There's a massive virus outbreak which turns people, it's basically a zombie film. Mm. Um, oh God, there's going to be so many people who are going to be like, it's not actually it's a zombie actually more film. like a vampire film. Yeah. Um, actually, it's a mixture of vom- Zombies and bombies, 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 But yes, so his best friend is Sam, the German Shepherd, and was given to him by his daughter just before she died as a puppy. She wasn't a puppy; the dog was a puppy. Yep. Um, so and they grew up like protecting each other, and then during one of the the big fight scenes, um, Sam gets bitten, and Will Smith, because I can't remember his character name, tries to administer. <laughs> Uh, like an, an antidote of sorts, it doesn't work. So his dog starts to turn into a zombie, into, 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 into a zombie, a zombie dog, and uh, and Will Smith has to has to put him down himself. Her. And that scene, her, sorry, how you doing, Samantha? It is. It's yeah. Sam, sure for Samantha. Um, might be gender fluid dog. You never know. Um, so he has to. Put, I never asked. <laughs> it's not my business. Um, put her down. And uh, that seeing the camera, because Will Smith, people forget, is genuinely a really excellent actor. Absolutely. So this dramatic moment of them uh, in the place where they live, and he's just holding the dog, and you hear the dog, and it just, remember the time it broke me. Um, And uh, yeah, because the rest of the film is fine, but that moment, uh, yeah, was standout and still to this day sticks with me. It's a sad one. Does it really just sticks in your brain? Look at that dog. (laughs) Yeah, I know, gorgeous dog. And and for the whole film, she's like really smart and like is yeah. following commands and is helping him good survive dog. things another good dog and when it's, it's, a, when it's a really good dog and then she basically sacrifices herself and it's just too much that's right and good news uh, the dog is still alive um, it's called Abby is really deaf now and loves balls which is Aww. great so, there you go. <laughs> Just write that one time. Um, Roy, what did you go for? What's your traumatic dog death? Uh, my one's closer to your one. It was a childhood trauma. Okay, yeah. Um, it is All Dogs Go to Heaven. I completely forgot oh about this one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, look at the... Uh, it was, like, 
Uh, oh my god, I've never seen your face look like this, this Rory. Yeah. You've actually. This, I had the same thing. I was like, I was re- I was going through them all, and I was like, oh, um, I thought of uh, I Am Legend. I thought of uh, Turner and Hooch. Right, yeah. With yeah. Um, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks? No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what was the other one? K9 with... Oh, with uh, Jim, Belushi. Jim Belushi. Like, I was, I was going through them all in my mind, and then I was like, what one actually still would, to this day, would trigger me? And then I remembered this, because I think it's a co-Irish animation. It is, it's yeah. Don yeah. Bluth. Don Bluth, yeah. Um, and it's just this, like, beautiful story about a dog that, like, protects his young child owner and then dies... But then kind of hangs around as like an angel dog. Yeah. Uh, oh no, he dies because he's been sent to hell. And then he comes back as an angel dog to guard her. And then he proves himself to be good enough to go to heaven. Oh, he's a good boy. He's such a good boy. Even seeing that picture honestly has brought something back. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. I keep, I seem to just block these things out. I've it's for the best. We'd be crying all day ah. if we just remembered all these sad dog deaths. <laughs> yeah, so um, if you have any traumatic dog deaths in films of your own, we don't need to know about your real life ones. No. That'll be too no. emotional. No. R.I.P. Finbar. Oh, oh no. Yeah, oh, no, no. We'll do that we another all have time. one of those. He yeah. decided to play dead about seven years ago. He's still doing it. Class, he's, he's a talented really dog. Good. Really good. smelly. Mm. Really smelly. Oh. Um, yes, but so that was our big question this week. So get in touch if you uh, have any ones that still break you to this day. <laughs> That's right, we want to know about your emotional vulnerability. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the big question, Justine. <laughs> no, we're going we're gonna to stop crying and keep going on. <laughs> now it's on to this week's big trailer. Um, and just before, uh, Rory, it was your choice. So what, what is the film? High Life. High Life. Yeah. Like this that, sounds like a fun kind of romp that's set on an aeroplane, maybe? Or like a, a, like a weed-smoking yeah. comedy. Yeah, yeah that could work. Uh, oh, blaze oh, it up. <laughs> burn it down. But no, it's, it's not actually. It's a highly erotic sci-fi thriller, which is just... Standard Rory Cash. It's just <laughs> my genre. That and Don Bluth doggy films. Here's a look at High Life. What do you mean by doggy? We were scum. Trash. Refuse that didn't fit into the system. Until someone had the bright idea of recycling us to serve science. The odds are not in our favor. But when my work is accomplished, when perfection is achieved, then what? Fly away? I know I look like a witch. You're Foxy and you know it. You weren't joking when you said it was a sexy, thriller, erotic, sci-fi mm-hmm. film. Those were your words, I think. <laughs> I was listening. Verbatim. <laughs> Verbatim. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, Robert Pattinson, who is a very sexy man. Julia Benesh, very sexy lady. Mia Goth. I don't know who she is. She's got a mm. interesting name. She was in That's a her film. Name. Yeah, there yeah. Is. She was in a film with Dane DeHaan. Uh, was it last year? Uh, the Cure for Water, Cure for Water, Cure for something, oh, a, cu- a Cure for Wellness. A Cure for Wellness, yes. And not a great film, but she she's really striking looking, so she mm. suits this kind of eerie sci-fi. Her name is perfect for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mia Goth. Mia Goth. <laughs> Mia Goth, yeah. And, Me uh, too. And Andre <laughs> Benjamin, Andre 3000 from Outcast oh, is in as well. amazing. I knew, it. I was like looking at that being like, I know him. Plus I hey think yeah. he's growing hey weed yeah. in the trailer. Because oh. he like sniffs the the bud or whatever, and I'm like, oh, high life. So it is high life, gotcha. Yeah. But I think it has it is actually an erotic sci-fi uh, thriller. It's about a group of convicts who are given a potential pass for their crimes if they help a group of scientists investigate a black hole. Uh, and on the way, they're apparently sexually tested on the spaceship. I don't know what is that like a form any of that means Q and A. 
Could be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, could be. I Could would you fill this out, please? Fail. <laughs> 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 uh, so, yeah, it's, it's intriguing. It's got a really interesting cast, and mm. from the trailer, it looks quite different. Because, like, sci-fi is my bag. Like, yeah. sci- like, intelligent, like uh, Sunshine and The Martian and Interstellar, like, all that stuff. Space like, balls. I can feel my brain lighting up. So if you add that to... Uh, just a lot of attractive people like bowling <laughs> yeah. in space. I'm down. That really works for you. Robert Pattinson continuing his move to get as far away from Twilight oh, as yeah. possible. I yeah. think he's doing well. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah, he's really... Because I think Jamie Dornan has a lot of trouble moving away from Fifty Shades. It's probably because he's not as good an actor. Yeah. As talented as uh, Mr. Pattinson. A lot of beard acting. Yeah. And a lot of eyebrows. Great beard. A lot of eyebrows. That works, so that works for Dornan, 100%. As two beard wearers, you can... <laughs> No, we can, we can vouch for that. Oh, this thing comes right off. Beard. This thing comes Le- right Lego off. just clicks off. <laughs> Lego beards. Um, so Highlight, when's that coming out? It's this out this, I want to say April, April I think. April's a month. Um, I know the US release date is April, but I'm not sure if it has a confirmed Irish release date yet. Um I'd say in around the same time. Okay, cool. So looking forward to High Life. Uh, the full trailer uh, is up on Joe as well, so you can go and check that out. Um, so yeah, now it's time for, I think DEFCON levels of excitement have moved slightly up to, what way were we going? Two, up to two, which is, it's a bit more threatening, but it's also more serious. So it's, it's serious excitement. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's because we've got our big interview no with. <laughs> Stop laughing. Uh, it's our interview with Yorgos Lanthimos, the director of the favorite. And no, it's... to say it more Greek he, than that. The way he says his name is Yorgos Lanthimos. Yorgos Lanthimos. There we go. That's like velvet. Yorgos. No, no, I like meant that. Like the rule. Yorgos. Yorgos Lanthimos. I'm not ruling the order. Yorgos Lanthimos. There we go. You hit it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What, we, what does he do again? Oh, yeah, he's the director. Uh, he has directed Dogtooth, and as you said, Rory moved into English language films The Lobster, which uh, an unbelievable cast with Colin Farrell, Olivia Coleman, who's back here in The Favourite as Rachel well. Weiss. Um, Rachel Weiss is in that as well. Um, so he's worked with Colin Farrell a couple of times because they teamed up for uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer as well with Barry Keoghan. So he's got this real connection uh, to Ireland. Mm. As you said, like a really intelligent, smart man. So obviously that shows because he loves Ireland so fair play Yorgos Lantimos um, <laughs> every time right? every time it's great, it's great to listen um, to so the full interview yes is up as a b- b- bonus feature for the bigger review ski yep. but we've picked out a couple of moments here so uh, you were chatting about because there is an amazing cast in the favourite yeah uh, like the, the top three uh, on IMDb would be uh, Olivia Colman uh, Rachel Weisz and Emma Stone and as we were looking today I think the fourth highest credited sixth. actor, sixth, sixth, sorry, I beg your pardon, sixth highest credited actor on the IMDb page. I can't remember the actor's name, but his character's name is Wanking Man. Oh, okay. Is this from the favourite? <laughs> sixth. Number six, like it's Wanking three, Man. Uh, three, and then maybe like Nicholas Holt, and then one other, one other famous person. And then <laughs> number person. six, it's like, with the actor's name, and the character's name is Wanking Man. Because there was another character in the credits, which is Nude Pomegranate Tory as well, oh, which is the guy that gets wow. pelted with uh, pomegranates, Imagine. which is a great like, thing. You should know. Like, if someone's like, <laughs> what are you auditioning for? Yeah. Hi, Nude Pomegranate Tory. Have, have you any notes on this? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Yorgos actually likes his... Uh, it, the, his films are odd anyway, yeah. and they can be a little bit hit and miss but I loved I loved the favourite anyway. yeah story. because I used to do a bit of just amateur in college acting for little short films and stuff okay. and a guy who was acting with us uh, 
told me that he was an extra on The Lobster. He was in an orgy scene. Type. But he was in the orgy scene with his daughter. She was in the same scene. Oh, no. This is yeah. The Lobster? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, that's not... Where no, was there an orgy in The Lobster? Not, yeah. I can't remember that. Maybe they it was one of the outtakes. that scene. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. For legal reasons. For legal, For legal reasons. Yeah. <laughs> not, not great. But you didn't talk about that with Jorgos Lanthimos. <laughs> no, had I known, I might have. But no, I, it was more to do with... It was more uh, traditional questions, I guess. <laughs> like the film. <laughs> well, yeah, like the, uh, the, the, the bit we're talking about now is uh, the initial cast for this, because as great as the trio are, and they are all fantastic in this, um, initially he uh, potentially had envisioned a completely different trio of leading ladies, which probably all still would have ended up getting nominated for Best Actress and Supporting Actress anyway. Yeah, because he seems to get these amazing performances out of people. So who was originally on the, uh, on the line-up? Well, he, um, he, he, he'll, he can tell you right now. He yes. can tell you right okay. now. T- take it away there, Yorgos. Yorgos. Yeah, that has become quite a bit of a... Kate was like... We were in discussions for a while, and I think that got out, and, but early on it became apparent that you know, it, it wouldn't work with her dates and her other uh, um, commitments. Uh, Kate uh, Blanchett was initially attached for a while, but uh, I mean, as I said, you know, these films take a while in order to to put together, and all the cast had to fall into place in order to finance it, and also for me to have the people I wanted. So again, Rachel was someone that I of course had worked before and always loved and wanted to work together again so you know when all of the pieces came together I think by the end of it it was like the ideal cast for me. Yeah as he says ideal cast Uh, the three of them um, put in like it's a brilliant performance from Olivia Colman the way her character changes throughout Mm -hmm. and then just the dark pitch black comedy that he has out of all of them yeah like these are Deeply morbid people, but you yeah. love every single one. Yeah, and it could have been Kate's Winslet and Blanche. He doesn't say who was who. I'd say yeah. Rachel Vice maybe was Winslet. I would and say Blanche yeah. was maybe Olivia Coleman. Maybe. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, you could see them kind of interchanging for whichever. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, they've all been nominated now for uh, yeah. for the Oscars. So it'd be amazing to see Olivia Coleman get it because she's just. Amazing, she's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but he also talks about just how much he loves uh, working uh, in Ireland and with Irish people, and specifically two specific Irish actors who, uh, you know, I think are now hugely internationally renowned, and in no small part because of Yorgos Lanthimos himself. Well, their film last year, uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Um, was like universal acclaim again. Mm. Uh, again, freaks a lot of people out. Very dark comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, there's him chatting about uh, Colin Farrell and Barry Keoghan. You know, I, I I always liked Colin before I even met him, uh, and uh, it was a great experience working with him on The Lobster. Um, I think you know he he did something very different to what he was making before, and he enjoyed it and. Uh, uh, it was a great creative period and process, and uh, we really liked working together. So obviously, we went ahead and did it again, uh, and it was not different. Uh, you know, I think Colin is a very special, uh, talented actor, but also a wonderful human being. Um, and uh, you know, it's always work. It's great to work with good people, mm. 
so you know we always stay close and you know we're I think we'll always be doing things together when we get the chance uh, and it was wonderful to you know to meet Barry for for the first time and um, you know even from the auditions I I, I, I just sense that he's a very you know very special talented uh, human being and and very sweet as well uh, and uh, it, it was you know great fun to make that film with them and they bonded and they you know they have a great relationship as well uh, and uh, yeah we kind of stay in touch and uh, I'm sure you know we'll we'll, we'll all work together again. Uh, I, look, I look forward to that when we have the opportunity. <laughs> I look I really look forward to that. That would be very cool if he teamed up with Colin Farrell and Barry Keoghan again. Yeah, because he said in that same bonus callback for first did a bonus feature. you were good times. I wasn't. That was a good one. Yeah, he said in that one that he has not been approached by Hollywood to direct any. Major blockbuster. Ooh. Ever. Ever. What? That's what he said. So <laughs> they're probably freaking out what yeah, he would do with like yeah. hundred and fifty million. Money. We can't. Ranking man and everything. <laughs> <laughs> orgy after orgy after orgy. Adam into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> uh yeah, so if you like were to go big and take Barry and Colin Wim and all these ladies great that'll be phenomenal um, the favourite is still in Irish cinemas at the minute so you should definitely 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 head along and see it because as we said um, it's been out for a few weeks already mm-hmm. uh, will 100% be in a lot of people's favourite films come the end of the year and will um, probably win an Oscar too oh which will be unreal you will be able to hear uh, all the Irish people who were involved in it um, screaming uh, come Oscar night I presume someone will get to go over and actually be at the Oscars as well so if you're oh yeah, to, yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the way it works uh, you get nominated you get to, I wonder if they win, will they get to be there? If they hear you pronounce his name, <laughs> one, more, one, one more. Yeah. Yorgos Lanthimos. The yeah. Oscar for pronouncing his <laughs> name. Thank you. It's, it's a pleasure just to be nominated. Goes to <laughs> La La Land. Um, so, uh, in terms of other releases that are going to be out in cinemas this week, uh, a bunch of great ones. One that I'm very excited about. Well, two that I'm very excited about, actually. I think I just moved up to DEFCON level. Excitement one. <laughs> that, that's not I'm working so at all. It's metaphor. It's so confusing. It's going backwards. Yeah. It's like one, one is better. No. One is the best one. One, one or one is, is the worst one. One is the worst of, one, but for your excitement, it's, it's the, the best most one. severe one. Yes, Got it. exactly. Severe excitement. So severe excitement. But we're severely excited about how to train your dragon. The Hidden World. Um, so catchy title. Really, really catchy title. So uh, before we hear Roy's review of it, uh, let's take a little look at the film. We are no longer safe here. We all have to disappear completely off the map. We have to fight for their freedom. Come on, Mike. You're nothing without your dragon. Attack! Show them what you got, bud. Save him. It's you and me, bud. Always. Good news, everybody. Toothless and Hiccup are back. Everybody's favorite... Dragon and Dragon Rider? Friend? No. 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 Daenerys? Friend. Oh, Daenerys is pretty good as well. Uh, and uh, 
Sean Connery when he was the dragon <laughs> that time? <laughs> That's right. Oh, he was the dragon. Yeah. That's right. Who was the man? Was it Dennis Quaid? I can't remember. We'll have to go Dragon Heart. Just the film. Anyway, <laughs> there's the film. If anyone's out there on Google, I have no phones on us. What the hell's the hidden world about? Okay, uh, it's the threequel of the series. It, it, it eventually, uh, essentially, involves um, Hiccup trying to find somewhere that his entire tribe can move to because <clears throat> his new island, covered in dragons, is a target for dragon hunters. So they try to find this hidden world where uh, all the dragons and the people who love the dragons can be safe. Um, but along the way, they meet the world's most feared dragon hunter, who's voiced by F. Murray Abraham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, also on the way, Toothless meets a lady version of his type of dragon. And they all thought that... There she is. There she is, there now. They, uh, they all thought that he was the last one left, but it turns out he's only the second to last one left. And there's like a dragon romance in there too. But a dragon love, happy days. Um, not an erotic thriller though. Fun for all the family. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Does yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Next week, what are your favourite dragon deaths? Um, I love the first two films. Like, they look amazing. Well, the first one especially. Yeah. Um, but they genuinely just, the, the design of the dragons as well are incredible. And the fact that they have F. Murray Abraham in there, who people will know from uh, Homeland. Yes. Uh, he's uh, Sal. 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 And he also plays Salieri in Amadeus. Um, uh, which was incredible performance. So he's always good as a menacing kind of bad And he's got guy. a great voice. Yeah, phenomenal voice. Which is what you want for an animated movie. Because one of my biggest pet peeves for animated movies is when they hire famous people to yeah. do voices as yeah. opposed to people with good voices. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is why it's always great to hear Jared Butler because he's got such an amazing wow. voice. And yeah. he's, he's not in this much for reasons that are clear to anyone who's seen <gasps> the first two. A dragon sits on him. Uh, he's just... Uh, he's busy making, making Hunter Killer and other okay, stuff like gotcha. that. Okay, gotcha. But like <clears throat> the rest of the cast are fantastic, like uh, Kristen Wiig and Kate Blanchett and just so many famous people are in it. Uh, and again, it's beautiful to look at. There's some unique uh, set pieces in this that like the How to Train Your Dragon series is really good at coming up with uh, original set pieces and there's loads in this. It's just, it's a dip from the first one. It still doesn't reached the high that that the first one managed it's it's like they had a, enough of a plot for half of this film so then they just kept repeating it um over the course of it so like i think kids will love it and i think it is a good film and a good ending to the trilogy but it's not it never never reaches the greatness of the first one um, one, so it's a good start for animated films in 2019 anyway mm. good solid start because um, did you have a fun day out of the cinema because you and Paul went to see it together on a Aww. date we, did, we had a mandate at the mandate. cinema yeah 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 uh, it's always it's always interesting going to uh, family <laughs> premieres because yeah. uh, you'll go in a screen and there'll, there'll be I don't know 10,000 children in the screen with you roughly um, and then I don't have any kids that I'm aware of Ditto for Paul. So we're just like two <laughs> grown men, like just like at 10 in the morning, just waiting for the film to start. And every child around us is like, like screaming and off their face. eating popcorn yeah. and having 
the oh, time the of their sugar. life. I'm just having a great time. Why they're having a great time? Because they haven't seen a dog death in a film yet. That's true. That's, That's really, you're is. really hooked on that. Mm. Um, they haven't had their life <laughs> ruined. <laughs> yeah. I wonder are there dogs in this one as well, but uh, yeah, don't worry about, about the dragons or their, their well-being or anything as well. But, uh, but as you said, fun for the family, especially if you do get the, the kids like kind of sugared up on mm. popcorn and everything. Yeah, like it's, it's good and it's, uh, it's distracting for like it's very colourful and Toothless as a character is just so lovable anyway yeah um, but yeah it's just it's just good happy days um, I'll take it so How to Train Your Dragon The Hidden World uh, is coming out in cinemas very very soon this week and uh, one of the other big releases um, which I think was nominated for Best Picture as yeah. well um, is Green Book so uh, again here in Ireland whenever it was called out as one of the Best Picture nominees uh, it's one of the ones that we haven't had a chance to see yet but Roy you got along to one of the previous screenings so um, just before we hear your review here is uh, it's Viggo Mortensen and <laughs> Mahershala Ali. Oof. Oh, lads, we're nailing him today. Does he still get the Oscar for... He does, yeah. I think okay. so. Just, okay. yeah. Here's a look at Green Book. Yeah, some guy called over here, a doctor. He's looking for a driver. You interested? I am not a medical doctor. I'm a musician. I'm about to embark on a concert tour in the Deep South. What other experience do you have? Public relations. Do you foresee any issues in working for a black man? You and a deep south? There's gonna be problems. Promise me you're gonna write me a letter. No problems. Tell me that don't smell good. I've never had fried chicken in my life. You people love the fried chicken. You have a very narrow assessment of me, Tony. Yeah, right? I'm good. Interacting with some of the wealthiest people in the country. It is my feeling that your addiction Oof. could use some finessing. Phenomenal. Why are you breaking my balls? Because you can do better, Mr. Balalonga. Two phenomenal actors. Yep. Can you say both their names? Uh, Viggo Mortensen. Mortensen? Yeah. Is that the way you say it? And uh, Marshala Ali. Mm. I think yes. well, you're like the pronunciation <laughs> judge, Justine. You're like, I will not say any of them, but yes. <laughs> um, so what's Green Book about? Green Book is based on the true story of a famous pianist, uh, played by Mahershala Ali, who hires a uh, New York man, Vigo, uh, of Italian descent, <clears throat> to drive him through the southern states of America so he can play all these kind of highbrow uh venues um but while he's down there they encounter typical 1960s southern states racism uh and it's about how they kind of initially are pulled apart and come to learn uh a lot about each other and from each other so obviously no surprise then that it's been nominated for an Oscar so whenever one of these heavy hitting uh, films with uh, massive issues especially because the States is an absolute mess at the minute um, but in terms of racism Mahershala Ali dealing with it uh, because Viggo Mortensen seems like this I'm kind of like a good natured kind of guy bada bing bada boom yes um, I like my pastrami on me like a pretty kind he, of at one point uh does a Liz Lemon from 30 Rock and folds a pizza in half and attempts <laughs> oh to shotgun my. it. That's Why amazing. just sitting in bed? It's the only way to eat pizza. Um, so is it deserving of like all the kind of rave reviews, nominations? <laughs> oh. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've, Here's got, the thing. Things, Rory's, I've got things Rory's to say. Rory's dead inside, everybody. Mm -hmm. I've got things to say. Vigo, great and everything. 
<clears throat> Mahashala, great and everything. I would have gone with you to Mordor. Okay. Yeah, I would um, <laughs> If you'd asked, I would have been like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, sweet. Uh, it's, it's very well told. It, it, it has like a, a, a funny, entertaining, entertaining uh, script behind it, even though it's dealing with, obviously, some heavy subjects. Um, so it's, it's difficult for me because it is essentially a film about a white man teaching a black man how to be blacker. Right. Because over the course of the film, he's like, why don't you like fried chicken? Why don't you know who Little Richard is? These are your people. Why do I know more about this than you are, uh, uh, than you do? And it's just like, it's just a teeny bit um, <laughs> racist. It just, right. it just okay. feels a bit like, like a film they might have made in 1960 about the 1960s. Gotcha. Uh, but we're 50 odd years later now. What years are ah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we'll take it. And like the message of the film is years. being racist is bad. And we're like, yeah, yeah, I know. We know. Well, it does seem like, especially like on the American audience, like, that a lot of people might need to be reminded of yeah. that as well. Yeah. Um, like the, the, do you know who the director is? Oh, it's, uh, Peter, Farley. it's Peter Farley. The director of Dumb and Dumber and Kingpin. Oh, so this what? is phenomenal. So is this a funny film? Yeah, what? Is it like, funny as well? It, like, it's, 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 it's light-hearted more than it is like purely dramatic. But Peter Farrelly is not a director you associate salty with. No. So when he's making a film about the racial problems in 1960s America, that same lack of subtlety is present here. So it's like, uh, it's, it's a good intention, but... Oh my God, <laughs> Peter Farley! Now that that was that did come as a little bit of a shock when it was like one half of the uh, direct or the two directors because it's him and his brother um, who directed Dumb and Dumber, one of the greatest films of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how are the performance? You said obviously Viggo Mortensen. They're both, they're both fantastic. Yeah. Like it's it's the, the, it's tough to fault as a, as as entertainment. Yeah, but like anyone who considers himself even slightly woke. <laughs> we'll be watching this going, what is the point of well, this? You're I don't... Woke because you use the word woke. So that's that sorted. You went on a different mandate for this one. It wasn't Paul this time. Uh, it was another uh, friend of ours called Brian. But he loved yeah, the film. He did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He did. We're not going on another mandate. <laughs> no, that's, we, it. We, that's the end of it. We just argued afterwards. So, yeah, like, I, <clears throat> it's tough because, on the one hand, I'm like, it's, it's well acted, it's well made, it's well intentioned. And on the other hand, it's like, it's like, Rewatching a reverse engineer driving Miss Daisy. Gotcha. Mm. Uh, That's what was coming to mind when you were describing it. Uh, driving Miss Daisy, directed by the director of Dumb, <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. Okay, it's like, yeah. if you've got race problems, we'll solve it. We've got um, the kingpin guy. How is he playing the piano? I don't know if it's actually him, but his acting at playing the piano was really good. Phenomenal. He's basically Frasier. Like Black Frazier. <laughs> what? Really? Like real... Blazer. That suit, that blazer there, yeah, like blazer. yellow suit is yeah. incredible. Like, yeah, he's kind of like uptight and prissy and... Well-educated, articulate. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And okay. he's got one of the good fellas driving around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, With, that's And it. that's also, like, the way they approach his character is also... Because he's all like... It's quite stereotypical as well. He's all talking with his hands. Like, yeah. well, that's yeah. what I just did. It's quite yeah, racist, yeah. but I'm... 
emulating. You're giving an example. Um, so that's Green Book. Um, to always try each year whenever the nominations do come out for the Oscars to try and see every single one on there mm. um, just to, to give them a wee bit of a comparison. So no, it's still uh, looking forward to seeing it. Uh, anyway, so Green Book is going to be out in cinemas uh, this week, so go check it out. Right, now it's time for the most exciting part of the show and I know that's hard to believe because it's already been so exciting so far. On that incredibly difficult scale. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where we are now. Minus, um, minus one. Minus one. <laughs> Defcon minus one in the excitement levels. Um, we did give you a little sneak peek earlier on. This is our competition time. Can we see last week's competition high clue up on screen? Because um, we had a bunch of entries for this. And as well as this, uh, look, you can have the Batman one. Right. Look, there's Batman. I can have it. No, you can have it to hold right now. I feel like Tubbs. Really there's one for everybody in the studio. <laughs> it's a bigger whiskey toy show. Yeah. We also, I don't know if you can get a look at this. This is Emmett and Lucy's escape buggy from oh. the film. Let's do another close-up. You it's come in. closer to the screen. I've seen co- this you film. You come closer to the screen. It is in the It's movie. in the film. Justine, you can have that one. Wow, yeah. you want, I get the bigger one, Rory. <laughs> yeah. Well, looky here. Oh. For everybody listening, you can hear those sweet, sweet Lego pieces. Definitely something in there. This one is Sweet Mayhem's sister starship, um, who's played by... Uh, Stephanie B... Beatrice. Oh, Beatrice from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Rosa oh, from Brooklyn Nine Nine. My favourite. Uh, she's amazing. Um, so yeah, so we have these unbelievable uh, Lego Movie Two box sets up for grabs. Shake this right beside my microphone. That working? That sounds great. So last week's competition high clue uh, was we can do this. It was Cool Bruce at the beach. Uh, Breathless Anderton aims high. Sally's bird is cooked. So we did the 575, it all checked out. Does anybody have any ideas um, what the correct answer is? Because I can tell you, only two people, like last week when it was Pulp Fiction, loads of people got it right. Loads of people. This week, only two people got it correct. I, 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 (laughs) I think I know what it is, but it's entirely from the first line. Okay, well, that's that's good, though. So one more read of that. Cool Bruce at the beach. Breathless Anderton aims high. Sally's bird is cooked. Roy, you think, you think you've got it from the first line? Maybe, maybe, because I've no idea about the rest of them at all. Justine, do you have any idea? Oh, I can guarantee you I'm not one of those two people that got it right. All oh, right, okay. Has. You're not allowed to enter the competitions anyway. Sorry. <laughs> you already passed the letter. Yeah. I know you've got it. Give it back. Give it back. <laughs> Give one back. <laughs> um, so what do you think it is from the first line? Right, so cool Bruce. Bruce to me is Bruce Wayne. Okay. At the beach. Cool. I was like Iceman playing volleyball, Bruce Wayne, Val Kilmer. Breathless, is that the song? Look at this, look Take at this. My breath oh, away. Go on, go on, go on. I don't know what Anderson is. Oh, it's um, Top Gun. Tom, Tom Cruise in um, Minority Report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aims high because he's yep. shooting into Wants the sky. Wants to be the best. Sally's bird. A bird is a plane. A bird is a plane. And also, who is Sally? Harry met Sally. When Harry met Sally, who is? Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. Sally's bird. So Meg Ryan um, plays the wife of Tom, Tom Cruise's Cruise. partner, who's Goose. Okay, is <laughs> cooked. cooked. Goose is cooked. Goose is cooked. I've never seen Top Gun. What? I've never seen it. What? I know the soundtrack and I've never seen it either. What are you talking about? My never seen it. I know what the is it? We have to stop it. What? <laughs> never seen it. Filmsteins. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. A pair We're of Filmsteins. 
It's actually amazing. That's no interest. I don't think. I don't think I've ever. No, <laughs> you know, no. Can we? Can we? It's got a half-naked. Vo- well, there it is. Top Gun. There's the answer. I know you were you'd correct. Think, like, you were, a half-naked you were correct. volleyball team would be enough. I need to watch it. Like I love. You've got the need. The need for Top Gun. Neither of them have seen it. Neither of them. Can we get one last look at the at the high clue up on screen there, please? Just to quickly go through the solution. Actually, just did it. No, I know that was it. You were dead, right? Ice. Man, Bruce Wayne, uh, which is Val Kilmer on the beach playing volleyball. Breathless, take my breath away. Um, Anderton is there for Minority Report. Aims high, and Sally's bird is cooked. Um, yeah, Meg Ryan, you did. You, you already did I all of Meg that. Ryan was in it. She is. She's Anthony no, Green. <laughs> oh no, she is. Look, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, Top Gun, phenomenal film. I'm going to watch it. Do like, 100. Part two is out next year, so we probably should. should yeah. Oh, no. definitely do a, a double think, bill. Yeah. Top bill. Yeah. Ready to work. Um, that works. <laughs> um, so you should definitely, definitely watch Top Gun. Um, but this week's competition, high clue. Um, let's get a wee look at this and see how we're doing. So, okay. So, made by gang's leader. Right. An amusing killer clown. Right. And then <laughs> mob Bob's jobs to rob. Check okay. out 575. Check out 575. Um, and again, as I said, we've got Omniplex tickets up for grabs, so you can go and see all the brand new films in the cinemas. Um, and we also have some of those Lego Movie 2 box sets as well. So if you get the correct answer, I have to say congratulations to Connor Quinlan and Cahill McCabe, who will be uh, getting some of those tasty box sets. Justine and Rory, mm. they're getting yours, so give me sure. yours back, please. Um, give me yours? But no, <laughs> I need it for a second. But yes, so for next week, uh, Made by Gangs Leader, an amusing killer clown mobs, no, mob bobs jobs to rob. There's a lot of rhymes There's in that one. There's a lot of rhymes in that one. Um, so that is uh, next week's competition, High Clue. So uh, go up on Instagram, go up on Twitter, so you can uh, give us the answer to that up there. Any any inklings, first of all? Yeah. Oh, you do have an idea for it? Inkling. Okay, okay. I will give you an additional clue, a wee gift. Oh. It was, um, the name of the film was mentioned during today's show. As well, at some point as well. So. It's my dog's gift, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it's my dog's gift. Yeah, made by gangs leader. That's the one. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. Um, very exciting show next week. Even more exciting than this one. We're going to need to get a, a better measurement for uh, okay. excitement than oh. your DEFCOM level. Than DEFCOM, okay. Still don't know. <laughs> we still don't get what? it. One is. Minus one seven. Is, basically, if there's an attack in America or something, they go to DEFCON level two or one. That's as severe as it oh, gets. Okay. If it's five, they're grand. They well, also have something being, called... We want to be positive about it. And you're no, saying I know, I know. I did it all wrong. Levels of they excitement. also have Emerge Cons for emergencies. Oh, we just we'll get film we cons. We could just say that we're very excited. That could work. We're really excited about next week because we are <laughs> going to be taking a look at a brand new sci-fi action film. Mm. Uh, Alita Battle Angel. It's my jam. It is your jam. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to have uh, interviews with loads of the cast from the show. Well, there's Marashari Ali. He's not one of the people I'm talking to, though. You're not I am, talking I to I am talking to Christoph Waltz, who you should know from Inglorious Bastards and Django Unchained. And also Jennifer... <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just allergic. <laughs> allergic to Christoph Waltz. Yeah, that's what it is. I can't be here next week because I'll just be sneezing the whole way through. <laughs> Sorry uh, about that. And also, oh my God, Jennifer Connolly. Jennifer Connolly. Who's in Top Gun 2? Oh, she's in Top Gun 
the number two, yeah. not TOO, because yes. I was like, she's not in Top Gun. No. Um, excellent. So that's going to be on next week's show. We'll also have Paul Moore back with a bang. Um, so, Justine, Rory, as ever, it's been a pleasure. Own. Oh, <laughs> Thanks. Cheers. Give me back the Lego. Mammy says, get a hat on you. It's cold. <laughs> and it is cold. It is cold. Yeah, You'll catch her down. And sorry to all your dead dogs out there. We'll see you next time. God bless you, by the way. God bless. Oh, thanks. You're listening to The Big Reviewski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas.